The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Everybody, top of the podcast to you. A top of the morning to you. Oh, Christ. Okay, but that's the last time. You said it. Oh, lady, lady, lady. I didn't know. I so touched the Blarney Stone. Okay. <laughs> that's all that you know, Irish wise. Me lucky charms. Okay. That's. Lady, lady, lady. Okay. Well, you said you might try that, but I didn't think you would sort of. I'm on the rest of the podcast in this. Oh no, you're is not. It, that that I will be. Of, is it offensive what he's doing? I can't. I don't know because like we have some of that heritage. So like yeah. I don't know no. if it's like it's like how people if you're in a wheelchair and you it's pass not offensive else in a, me, boy. It's All like right. if you're in a wheelchair and you pass someone else in a wheelchair, you're allowed to push them over. Mm-hmm. Like I think this is sort of in that similar vein. So are you are you saying you'd like me to stop? No, I'm saying you sound like a handicapped person. So, um, what this weekend, this St. Patty's weekend, what are you guys getting rump-a-dumped on? Meth? Oh. Uh, that's not really like a traditional Irish. Yeah. I'm going to drop it in a Guinness. Oh, I see. What do yeah. you call that uh, concoction? Irish car death. <laughs> that's not a good name. No? That's not a good name. Uh... How about the, the sore the sore tooth? <laughs> Doesn't that drink sound like it would be called the sore tooth in circles? A sore a sore tooth? Uh-huh. Now what what would be the what would be the derivation of this name? Uh when you do meth it makes your teeth hurt. Oh, and okay. so when you drop it in a Guinness it's a sore tooth cuz that's sort of a fun sort of a fun edgy bad sort of name. A fun take on meth. It's basically right. the most fun way to take meth. The most, like, <laughs> footloose and fancy-free form of meth consumption. On a completely different note, not in any way advocating the use of meth, did you guys see, I think it was American Eagle or Urban Outfitter, like, got, is, is being, like, sued by Irish defamation leagues? Or no. Something? What? They had Why? A t-shirt, well, they, they had a t-shirt that said, like, kiss me, I'm Irish, you're drunk, or whatever. And kiss me, I'm Irish or drunk or whatever. Yeah, and and they were told that that was offensive to yeah maybe Irish a little heritage, bit. and so like they had to take it off their websites and stuff. Well, and also it's offensive to drunk people, and also it's stupid. I've never been so drunk that I forgot my fucking nationality. <laughs> it should say, "Help me, I'm drunk or Irish or whatever. I just don't know, and I'm really scared." I've been looking for so my right. apartment for like two two hours now. It's very cold outside. <laughs> That's how homeless people get their start, usually. This mm-hmm. is a, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Uh, let's let's not waste any more time with these with these uh, blind alleys of racial danger. Okay. Let's uh, 
Let's get right into the advice. I work at a grocery store where we are required to stay clean shaven at all times. Over a vacation, I grew a beard that every, uh, everyone thought really worked for me, including myself, only to have to shave it off. I'm not a big fan of this job, and I was considering getting other work. I'm a student, can, can be unemployed for a while. But is this a valid reason to quit? Should I risk unemployment to get a job I can have a beard at? Yes. This is Wait, Travis. what? No, Travis. No? No. Don't I'm just you. saying I'm just saying that if he was already like thinking about leaving this job, if he's not happy with this job, I feel like it would be a real power move to walk into the boss's office and say, like, listen, Bill, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm quitting because I wanna have a beard. Listen, there's there is one thing in this world. I don't know much about women, but I do know that the two things that they love are newly grown beards and unemployment. <laughs> these are two things. These are two traits. When you get the the scraggle, you know what I'm talking about. The scraggle where you're just growing it. Ladies love that, oh, especially yeah. especially it's nice and scratchy if it's, and abrasive on their face. When Way it's scragged. Attached, when it's attached to a man who doesn't have a steady form of income coming in. Mm-hmm. Ladies can't get enough. A look that says, I have this beard because I can't afford to shave it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, In all seriousness, in, in the modern age, in this day and age, there's no reason to quit a job without having another job lined up. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, there's it's, so it's many jobs. Silly. There's so many jobs out there. I think you can just pretty safely quit and then just know that you're going to get caught by, by some sort of safety net. <laughs> Yes, because in this economy, jobs are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like littering the streets. Like, and people like are so like, many hey, Obama, beer- how about we destroy some of these jobs? Mm-hmm. To, just to reduce job inflation, right? Yeah. All these spare jobs are sitting around make me feel guilty. I have to get two or three jobs just to make myself feel good in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, jobs, what, what jobs do you have currently, Trav? Uh, well, as you know, I, I work for the theater. Um, right. I also am a, a carriage driver in the park. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And I kill bats. <laughs> Wait a minute. I never knew killing bats was professional for you. Well, you have to turn in the pelts. <laughs> for EXP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Monster. And then you can turn them into, like, cloaks and belts and stuff if, if, if your skill is high enough. I am uh, moonlighting as Stanley Tucci's wax man. Not a lot of people know that I possess that skill, nor that I have that connection with the, the Tooch, as I call him. Justin? I put dolphins back in their place. Oh, man. <laughs> now, wait, get... do you mean, like, dolphins who, like, get trapped in sewers because they jumped weird? Or do you mean, do you mean like, dolphins? Yeah. No, I mean dolphins that start to think that they're people. Mm-hmm. God damn it. You, you take know, you... that hat off. Take that hat off and give me back my fish. <laughs> that was in my sandwich, and it was unacceptable. Your hijinks have no sway here. I get back in the ocean, sir. <laughs> and then i that's pretty much it. And then I get all sheepish. And that's a job? <laughs> that's a job. Who pays you to do this? Uh, Sharks. <laughs> Sharks. Sharks. Sharks pay me in apples. <laughs> they, <laughs> <laughs> the maritime economy is so strange. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. They don't know what we use. They don't know all, what... the, all these ocean apples. Right. Right. You humans like apples, right? Hey, you like apples? Like dolphins don't like fish. It's just what we throw at them because we're dumb. <laughs> like sharks. Sharks pay me apples. They think that 
That's the kind of currency. I don't oh, know shit. why. Fucking sharks, man. Now, don't, like, have it a, get another job. This should yeah. be a good rule for everybody. Get another job before you quit the last job, so before beard. Or go in and be like, grow your beard out secretly. Wear a burka or something. Grow your beard out secretly and go in and be like, this is what you are missing. Also, this you is, need look at this look. You need to take a, a long look in that deep, dark, truthful mirror and really think about if this beard that you grew over a vacation is really as critically acclaimed as you say it is. <laughs> really, really think about really that. Really think about the inflection. Unless it was a six-month vacation. Yeah. Did they say? Did they say? Oh, um, a beard that looks great. I kept a keep a, it up. I kept a scrawdy rowled scraggle daggle on my face. For a couple of years, uh, before I realized that, hey, this doesn't actually look very good. And I had tricked myself into thinking it was all the rage. I know. I I still feel guilty about that. Griffin walked around looking like a Bob Denver impersonator, and I said nothing to to him. You know, from Gilligan's Island. Also, uh, Dobie Gillis. (laughs) Dobie Gillis. Take care of your face. It's the only gift you have. <laughs> That's all you've got going for you. All you've got going for you is your face. Don't cover it up. Don't fuck up your moneymaker. That's where no, your moneymaker is your fucking job. Don't fuck that up either. <laughs> now, your your moneymaker is your bagging hands. you got to keep those safe. Don't worry about your face. And Shame. I just also want to throw out, what kind of fucking grocery store doesn't let people have beer? Like, I don't understand. I, if you find really. out, let me know and I will attend. It will be my sole source of grocery. Mm-hmm. I don't want to buy my Aunt Jemima from someone that's not clean shorn. In this bag, I'm going to put your eggs, and I'm going to put your juice, and I'm going to put a few of these little chin hairs. Just going (laughs) to sprinkle them in there like so much oregano. Maybe he works in the deli or something. Oh, we'll get that. That might make sense, right? Don't they make beard nets for just such an occasion? Yeah, but you can't be, like, walking around with a beard net. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't be seen with a beard net. This is a jock strap, basically. You a jock strap for your chin. Yeah. It's also like saying to the world, like, I got this beard, but I cannot keep a handle on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like <laughs> his beard is out of control. It's like it's like boarding school for beards. Like you can't <laughs> you can't it's saying like I don't know what to do with it. It's got its own mind. Mind of its own, I'd say. Griffin. You want a Yahoo answer? Yeah. Um this is great. This one was sent in by Lisa Holifield. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, it's by Yahoo Answers user Holly, who posted in the Yahoo Answers uh, rodents category uh-huh. and asks, how to take care of a duck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of getting a pet duck, but I don't know much about them. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Some phylum genus action would be good. Just to <laughs> Maybe just like that. a dictionary. Just look up the word duck. Have you seen the duck yet? <laughs> um, respondent Yahoo Answers user CP4 says, Well, the first thing you should know is that it is not a rodent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yahoo Answers, taking care of our light work since 2003. <laughs> Yahoo Answers user Matt says, Here's a list I have constructed for your consideration. One, let the duck go. Two, watch the duck fly away. Three, <laughs> go buy a rodent. Four, go about with your normal life. <laughs> Source, source, I am a duckologist. 
the first thing you're want gonna want to do. So many people neglect mm. webbing cream. They get a <laughs> lot of irritation there. Mm-hmm. Are you now? Is this a cream that you make out of duck foot webbing, or is no, this that would be cruel? No, this okay. is a balm. It's mm. a poultice that you rub onto the webbing of a duck. So, from its day of like stepping on pine cones mm-hmm. and other irritants, it will soothe the webbing and and make sure that it stays you know uninfected. Now, step two, and this is a tricky one, um, mm. and it's going to take some time, but you have to train the duck to say, put it on my bill. Mm. <laughs> it's the only good reason to have a duck. <laughs> oh, man, what a duck. <laughs> what a great duck. Griffin, do you have, do you have any duck raising tips? Um, I get it. Um, <laughs> fucking... Uh, get, make it a shirt. Make it clothes. I guess duck clothes. <laughs> uh, you don't dress mean- it up like Scrooge McDuck. Obviously, mm, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I wish Give I it some that. little spats on its webbed feet. Um, I can't imagine having a bird. I was at a a, a hamburger stand the other day eating a, a hamburger. Was this and- a food truck? No, no, it was a, it was an establishment. They just didn't have an indoor dining area. They had okay. some shit out back where you could just chill on some picnic tables mm-hmm. and enjoy your frozen custard. And I was there, and I was, I was just surrounded by pigeons and finches, and and sparrows and all manner of of tiny woodland birds. And uh, I just had a constant panic attack the entire time I was there. Couldn't enjoy my meal. Because I was surrounded by tiny birds. And I have friends here in Texas who have, like, chickens. You have pet chickens. Can't... Unacceptable. Can't fathom. Okay, because here's the thing. I agree with you, Griffin, 100%. And I know people that have, like, cockatiels and parrots and that kind of thing. Mm. And it's like, okay, they're, you know, they're beautiful birds and they fly around. But a duck or, like, a chicken, they're just, like, a big, stupid, walking around on the ground bird. Yeah. Like, don't get it. Think about a bird for a second. Like, if you have a pet bird, a pet bird, like, if you have a dog, it can come and snuggle up on you. A cat can pat its little little feet on you and, and, and ignore you most of the time. A bird has two methods of interaction with the outside world. Talons and a yeah. poker. Mm-hmm. That's it. All it can Talons do is... Talons and a poker and yelling. Just and constant shitting yelling. On shitting and everywhere. Shitting on you. Like, those are the interactions a bird can have with the outside world. Why would you want that in your home? Why would you want anything... I'm going to offend so many people right now. Ugh, sorry, A bird, dog and Bobby. a cat. Why would you want anything other than a dog and a cat? You can teach a dog to go outside. You uh, can well, teach a cat to poop in a box. Okay, but what about hilariously, comically large rabbits? Okay, that's fine. Wow. And yeah. like, and you call them like Floppenstein or something. I'm How okay about sugar gliders? Uh, Damn it! Oh, that's okay. what I because that's the been the problem with mice this whole time. Their inability <laughs> to fly. <laughs> Thank God for sugar. Thank you, county fairs all over this great land for putting a a race of flying mice throughout the. Uh, throughout. It. And and also just FYI, sugar glider pelts aren't worth as much as bat pelts. <laughs> yeah. You Travis, only make that mistake once. Travis has a chart. <laughs> if you do, ladies and gentlemen, this is a plea from me to you. If you do 
buy a duck and take it home to raise your own. Don't let him drop out of school. There's <laughs> there's going to be a real temptation because he won't understand any of it and he can't write. But it, a duck without an education, there's nothing sadder, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And if you... If, if the duck that you have adopted um, becomes, uh, let's say, racially, in, racially insensitive towards Japanese people, then oh, you, should, you really, yeah. really need to take a good, hard look at it, because there's a good chance that you just adopted Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> God, you he is so. similar to ducks, not only in fashion, but in manner. Mm-hmm. Um which is why he was such a perfect choice for the Aflac. This this bit is fucking stupid. <laughs> it's bad news. Bad news for you. I'm editing today, so I'm gonna frame it. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna frame it with special sound effects and guitarists. Okay. Here it is, Griffin's bit about Gilbert Gottfried. There's a goof in there somewhere about how Gilbert Gottfried is duck-like, but mm-hmm. I, I think the Aflac connection sort of sullies. The prob- the your problem is. is was looking for the goof. Like, you should yeah. just say. I, I earlier I said something about sharks paying me with apples. Just say the first goddamn thing that comes yeah. to your head. Yeah, that's Let the good, goof find you. Then ninety percent of the audience would hear it and be like, "Oh, he's making a dumb Aflac goof." But the other ten percent would understand how avant garde right. that was. That's how edgy your Gilbert Godfrey goof was. Mm-hmm. If you guys could know. adopt one celebrity, mm. who would it be? Obviously, not Gilbert Godfrey. He's going to keep you rolling, right? With with all the with all like the zingers. But I I don't think that. The rest of it would make up for it. Ian McShane. Okay. Uh, what would Paul- it, what would it pet Ian McShane be like, Travis? Mostly he'd just shuffle around the house in a bathrobe cursing. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Yeah, right? Wouldn't that be awesome? And just have friends over and be like, oh, don't mind my Ian McShane. <laughs> don't let him cl- don't let him climb on your lap. Ian down. <laughs> down. 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 Ian. Uh, um, Enjoy. I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go with Giamatti. Oh, he would. Do you know why? I, I imagine him like hiding up in the corner of the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, just spot him with a flashlight to get him down. Don't, don't look at him. It's a challenge. Giamatti. <laughs> Do you know what the problem with having a pet Giamatti is? He's a Pokemon. Giamatti. <laughs> Giamatti, go. He's so skittish. Go. Oh God. Giamatti is the human equivalent of a comically large rabbit, I feel like. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Justin? What? You got a celeb? I'm not going to adopt a celebrity to make any goddamn sense. They're, <laughs> they're, they're people. They live yeah, in houses. They are I'm human not, beings. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand the question. Hey, I, I'm a guy and also a monster. Oh, whoa. <laughs> and also a monster. <laughs> and also a monster. I started sleeping with a close friend of mine, a girl, who also plays bass in my band. Bass. Bass in my band. We were, quote, friends with benefits, end quote, for about six months, but it never really developed into an exclusive relationship. She feels heartbroken because I recently slept with another girl, and this may have ruined a wonderful friendship as well as our band. Is there any way to salvage our friendship? <laughs> Probably unforgivable. So I guess the band, the band maybe is not is not finding the success that he had hoped for. <laughs> That's maybe not top priority at this point. Right. Hey, dude, I'll, you done goofed. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, the number goofed. of ways in which you've goofed. You goofed, but if you can keep the band together, 
Wow, you're gonna write some good stuff. Look at, look at, um, look at Fleetwood Mac. Oh yeah, That's, like they fought and fit and fought and fought and fit, and they they didn't stay in love, but they stayed in love with the music, and the the pain you can just feel it in Tusk. Nothing power is good rock and roll like sexual contempt. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hollow notes. <laughs> so bitter. So bitter. So broken hearted. Can't believe you did this to me, Oates. Dave Matthews Band? There's so many members. You know some yeah. people. Oh, let's just say Oates has that mustache to cover a really, really embarrassing scar. And let's leave it at that. Um, I think this is the problem with the Friends with Benefits deal. Yeah, because it's a fantasy. Yeah, it's it really is. It's 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 a game. It doesn't work because you're sitting there and you're like, "Oh, this is so nice," and there's no strings attached, and I can do whatever. And then you sleep with someone else, and you somehow piss them off. In that explanation, you actually reference two movie titles <laughs> about having sex with your bud. bud you've got a friends with benefits deal with Crocodile Dundee, and <laughs> <damn it. laughs> uh, the the. The thing about Friends of Benefits is that it is, it is, um, it seems like a, a a smashing idea if you're a single person, but the what Friends of Benefits is more is a constant beautiful reminder of the power of biology over us. Mm-hmm. Like we think to ourselves, "Hey, I, I think that I'll do this Friends of Benefits thing," and biology is like, "Oh yeah, good one. No one's ever thought of that before." I won't force you to have emotions about this, but of course you do. Of course you do. You, you, the human heart is not as much much older and wiser than our uh, rapidly crumbling morales. Yes, uh, and unfortunately, there are certain chemicals and things released in your brain during intimate moments that make you feel emotionally connected to the person. Yeah, like horny dioxide, mm-hmm, things like that. Mm-hmm. They get out. They get in there, and they 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 uh, trigger the love center. Boner yeah. juice. Boner uh-huh. juice is just another one, less scientific, of course, but no less real and actual. S- street slang. Street slang. Griffin <laughs> uses for brain chemicals. Uh, this is the thing, though. Like you played the you you played the game of bones, and you lost. Like yeah. this is how <laughs> this is what happens. You you tried to t- oh, try to. Uh, Try to come out on top, and no one ever does. You in the friendship, or you get... what? Except Dinklage. Except Pete Dink. No. Pete Dink, number one. <laughs> the the problem. I think the problem is with the the friends with benefits move that 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 play is like cheating because you're saying like I want to have the sex, but I don't want to put the time in the relationship. So basically, I think what you're really saying is I want to do this thing and eventually fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Like right. Uh, yeah, there's no way that it, there's no good ending to that. The, the the arc, if you look at the arc, it just doesn't it doesn't pan out. The yeah. only the only good arc to keep, and, and maybe this is uh, my Protestant upbringing uh, rearing its head, is just to keep unrealized sexual tension forever. Yeah, until you're so old that you don't feel that anymore. In the in that way, sexier. Isn't that sexier? Sort of a puritanical button down, keep it under, keep it under your apron type mm. approach. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, you hide yeah. it right under your bonnet. Guys, how about another Yahoo? Please do it. Um, this one uh, was sent in by Jacob Locker. Thank you, Jacob. It's by Yahoo Answers user CD Max Team. Bring it. 
who pathetic. asks, how pathetic are the rock haters? <laughs> rock haters are us- mostly Cena marks, but Cena fans have no idea how good oh, the rock Jesus. was, how good the rock can still be. Everybody knows the rock is holding back, and to whoever thinks it's funny that the rock made the Tooth Fairy movie are dumb. Because he made more money off that movie than you will ever make in your entire life. (laughs) Cena hasn't been owning The Rock. John Cena is nowhere near The Rock's level. And the only reason that it looks like he is is because The Rock is holding back to make Cena look good. Cena's jokes aren't funny, and Cena is terrible in general. Another argument Rock haters have is he sold out. No, he didn't sell out. The only thing The Rock (laughs) sold out... The only thing The Rock sold out was arenas, and he is still selling out arenas. So what if he left WWE in 2004? It's his life. Why should we tell him how to live it? Bonus question. Agree, disagree. John Cena isn't funny. <laughs> Bonus question. I, I don't. There wasn't really a question in there anywhere. Uh, yeah, how what pathetic was the question? are the Rock haters is the, the question. Apparently very pathetic. Mm-hmm. Like what? What does he want? What does he want? What does he want me to say? Okay, The Rock is cool. He made more money than me. Like <laughs> he's he's very rich. He's very rich, and he's very. I guess he's bald now. He it, he did. It's a two part question. Okay. Um, part how one. Are the Rock haters, and how? What are you? What are your? Your just your general feelings on John Cena? Okay, John Cena. Paint me a picture. John Cena has muscles. Let's okay. get that out of the way. I assume, mm-hmm. and he was the Marine. I think he was in the Marine. Uh, and he, when he gets angry or he's about to get beat, he rips off his yellow Hank top, and it in the song "I'm a Real American" plays. Oh, and he goes, think- "Oh yeah, brother!" And he says he's a Cena maniac. I'm a Cena maniac, brother. I've got Cenophobia. I've got Cenophobia, bro. Well, that's probably accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only thing I know about John Cena is that his quote wrestling costume is a t-shirt and jean shorts. Yeah, <laughs> like he just could not be bothered. That is actually the official res- wrestling costume of both the Stonewall Club and the New Polo Club in Huntington. <laughs> so if you're ever around and you're gonna do some wrestling there, make sure you get your cutoff jean shorts early because they most of the common sizes go quick. John Cena's really- original wrestling name was actually Jorts Man. <laughs> Or, or if you will, uh, Jortsman. <laughs> he wore a mask. Mm-hmm. And did a I'm the Jortsman. And I'm here to stuff it. <laughs> <laughs> stuff what? His, Wrestling touchdowns? His legs. His legs in the jort holes. <laughs> Check out these socks. You <laughs> like how long the socks are? <laughs> stuff it. <laughs> My jorts are comfortable and easy to wear. <laughs> I'm web savvy. It's a meme. Oh, man. Um, fuck, The Rock is awesome. Has anyone seen Fast Five in this podcast? Other than me? No. There's oh. a scene where The Rock and Vin Diesel just wail on each other. They just Big, go crazy. Like romantically? Uh, there, there's strong romantic uh, undertones, but it's mostly them just throwing each other through walls. Um, and you know what? I watched that. I watched that movie ironically, but I came out with the very unironic position that The Rock is actually pretty fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> I mean, have you seen? Is it Walking Tall? 
Uh, I've seen both Walking Tall and The Rundown. The Rundown. Now, The Rundown rules. Yeah. The Rundown is a movie uh, where the ending is actually telegraphed in the first 30 seconds of the film. Mm-hmm. Because The Rock can't can't touch guns because bad things happen. Uh-huh. And if you don't know how the movie ends now, <laughs> then you should turn in your cinephile badge that I made you last week. Wait, your, your cinephile, cinephile badge? Your cinephile badge. <laughs> I don't go to the cinema. I go to the cinema. I only see movies starring John Cena. Guys, I worked in a movie theater when the Marine came out, and the number of cup, like Dixie cups, full of skull leavings <laughs> would would turn your stomach. Quick quiz, Hotshot. Is the Cineplex a move that John Cena does? Or a place where you see a lot of John Cena movies? I don't know. I don't know. It's wordplay. Mm. It's a double a double entendre. Um, the Rock, I often forget that the Rock wrestler with hair is the same person as the bald rock that is in movies. The Balrog? The Balrog of a man that is in movies. My brain just doesn't connect them as the same entity sometimes. That's because he's Dwayne Johnson now. Yeah. Right. Dwayne Johnson, which um, I can can understand, of course, why he changed that name. It's not particularly memorable unless you put the rock in the middle of it. His original wrestler name was actually the Dwayne. It was the Dwayne versus Georgeman. I would have started watching wrestling to become a fan of the Dwayne. I'm going to stomp you, Georgeman. I'm the Dwayne. <laughs> make it Dwayne. I'm going to make it Dwayne. Bring the Dwayne. Um, I think he should have just gone for the aggro crag. That's what I would have called myself. Oh. The radical rock. Come break a piece off this radical rock. <laughs> oh, the rock. I... Do people really get this up in arms about their wrestlers? Is this yes, the way Justin. things are going? It's crazy. It's Justin. crazy on the streets, right? I, I watched WrestleMania for the first time last year. and um, Did it live up to the name? There were people. There were people in the audience who, when their guy lost, they would just commit seppuku <laughs> right there. Just scream, holding up signs. John three fourteen whatever seppuku, they would. I'm not kidding you. Like it was a fervor that I haven't seen. Like the Beatles have nothing on some of these guys. Mm-hmm. I. The only thing that I ever took away from wrestling, and I know this is gonna, this is too bad because we talked about Pokemon a little bit earlier, but to me, getting upset about it is like getting upset about Pikachu losing a fight. Because you know what's going to happen is he's going to get angry, and mm. he's going to get like his electricity back, yeah. and then he's going to come back strong. Just like like Hulk Hogan and Pikachu are basically the same story arc. Like If you look at like uh, Hulk Hogan gets pinned, he's beat, he's down for the count, then they lift his hand up, and he uh, le- keeps it up the third time. You know They drop his hand, and he keeps it up because he's got America power. Mm-hmm. And he comes back, and he just... just does rent a center commercials. Just re- <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Travis. Exactly what I meant. Pikachu 
Mm-hmm. Exact same. Gets kicked around. He gets those little um, he gets those little pound signs on his face that mm-hmm. mean he's been beaten up. And then he gets like, one fa- big sad anime tear that appears right. over. And Ash is like, Pichu, I don't care if you win or not. I still love you. Yeah, I still love right. you because we're friends forever. And then he falls into an erstwhile uh, uh, electric socket. Murders everyone. And then just yeah. comes back. Oh, it's the exact same story. They're both yellow. Yeah, they both have ears. Pikachu's original wrestler name was Thunderboy with an I. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It was actually Thunderboy Tellum. Mm-hmm. But he shortened it. He shortened it because to fit on T-shirts that he was selling. Hey, uh, we can't sell T-shirts with Thunderboy written on them. <laughs> so because it's copyrighted. Because it's copyrighted. <laughs> so we have to rely on the money zone. Guys, let's pull this ship into the dock of oh. money. Oh, money dock. We have uh, we have been waiting on this culmination of this campaign. Uh, when we... Okay, five weeks ago. I'm going to take you back. Five weeks ago, uh, we got an email that we were going to be promoting a, a product called Stack Soap. And the, the crazy person... Uh, in charge of this product, which is an, an infinite cycle of soap. It's a uh, it's a soap bar with a divot in it, so once you've used the first bar up, you can slide the, the remaining sliver in, and it makes a whole new bar, and that cycle continues in perpetuity. When we were told by our Maximum Fun overlords that we were going to be promoting this, this product, um, and they wanted to raise $9,000, there was a part of me, I gotta admit, that thought, Hey, thanks, that's cr- thanks for the money, stupid. <laughs> thanks for the money, dumbo. <laughs> Sorry, we're go- we're really gonna give it the old college try, um, uh, but but. Sorry, there's no chance that this is going to pan out for you. And in just five short weeks, they've managed to make more goddamn money than we ever made off this show in the entire time we've been doing it. So good, good on them. Good on you, Stack Soap. You've gone, you've grown too powerful, and we have to destroy you. <laughs> Seventeen thousand goddamn dollars. There, it's got it's got to have reached a point. I mean, I don't want to stop you from going and giving more money because Eric's doing a great job and the soap thing is a brilliant idea and the stack soap is going to be huge. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, the nine thousand goes to the dye and then he could, you know, get some new fragrances and, and mm-hmm. colors and stuff. Yeah, he's going to he, sample a lot of fragrances, which is code for do a bunch of coke. <laughs> <laughs> that that extra not, that extra eight k is going straight up his nose which great you know maybe that's the kind of juice that he needs to come up with brilliant ideas like fucking forever soap yeah forever mm-hmm. soap well we should we come up with that instead of wasting what is it now 94 hours just palling around <laughs> talking we about Pokemon. Been making soap we could have made some crazy soap thing he didn't even make fucking soap he made a video about how he wants to make soap. And we were like, here is He made hypothetical soap. He made hot fantasy soap, and we gave him $17,000. He said, I have power. soap ideas. And we I went, have, yeah, here's some I money. I have a soap concept. I want to whiteboard this with you. Please give me so much money. And meanwhile, we're talking about wrestling and Pokemon, not spending a single moment thinking of new so- soapovations. And this guy's and this guy's getting rich off it, but God bless him. God uh, bless you. You. Got, you guys are pretty fantastic people, uh, and you have made uh, Eric turn him into a mini mogul. I think, uh, and and he is going to 
uh, use the 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 pledges to start this line of soap, and it is uh, not well. Depending on when you get this, it is not too late. You can still rush in for a last minute pledge. Uh, if you pledge ten dollars or more, you can get uh, six bars of sh- soaps shipped straight to you, uh, or you can get twelve bars for twenty five dollars, uh, and you'll be. And, uh, and I would say this, even, something. even if you listen to this episode like in three weeks, four weeks, and you're behind and you've missed the deadline to, to donate, still check out Sack Soap because I think it's going to be huge and I think people are really going to love it. And so go ahead and check it out and find out about it um, because you're you're going to want to know about it in the future, I think. Yeah, yeah it's just SackSoap.com. And as, as requested, uh, as promised, I should say, uh, we have got a... A jingle that Griff that is f- over a month in the making. Uh, Don't fucking talk about that. And it's been something Griffin's been sort of working on in his spare time in his off hours in the basement. Five weeks, about five 30, weeks of thirty-five minutes of of work on it. Yeah, just hours of tinkering. He just wants. Sometimes he'll say like, "Can I hear it?" And he'll be like, no. "It's not ready." It sounds tinny. Bring up, the, bring up the spe- bring up the speaker uh, the speaker on the bass. It's got hand claps. It's got bass. It's got kazoo noises. It's got layering. It's um it's gonna be amazing. So uh, here it is. Put yourself in my soul. your skin get dry stack soap don't use no light stack yourself into the sky buy yourself a little hope with stack soap I hope I win the Grammy this year for best soap song. Griffin, I have heard some songs before. Yeah. But in comparison to that, they're just random collections of, of beeps and boops. Yeah. it's the, Everything else just sounds like audio garbage. I cried soapy tears. Yeah. <laughs> I cried it hurt soapy, really bad. I cried, cried soapy tears because this motherfucker just made 17 grand. <laughs> Come up with a soap ovation. Also, Done. Soapy Tears was my favorite 1950s comedian. <laughs> He's a toast of vaudeville, and now he's storming Broadway. Soapy <laughs> Tears. 
come learn his signature dance, the Scorch. Do you remember that time when Soapy Tears, there's a big controversy because he told kids to go in their parents' wallet and email him uh, and mail him their social security cards? <laughs> email me your Nightingale's social security cards. <laughs> fuck, fuck, shit. Just it feed it into back. your gramophone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more popular than Justin Bieber will be in 80 years. I'm Soapy Tears. The Soapy Tears was our nation's greatest prognosticator. <laughs> Now let's all do the squash. And it turns out that the squash was the Dougie. <laughs> See, <laughs> Let me teach you how to squash. Uh, fuck. Oh, Guys, shit. we have a new brother and sister. Did you know this? I don't love... I'm worried that mom and dad... Mom and dad, Jesse and Teresa, aren't going to love us as much anymore. They well, won't. But okay. here's the good news. We have a new awesome, hilarious podcast on the MaximumFun.org network. Can we, uh, let's come This is just as Soapy Tears predicted. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I thought it was just the scribblings of a madman. He said, One day, an actual woman and an actual homosexual will record a podcast together about their plight, and it will be called Throwing Shade, and it will edge out the love uh, that Jesse and <laughs> It Chisa will cut have. into the love of my brother, my brother, and me. <laughs> they, they will be cast aside. Not do the squish. Uh, Travis, can you tell us a little bit more about this about this new program? Well, it's not well, a new program, but it's new. It's new to our family. Throwing shade. Uh, it's it, it, they take issues uh, that affect the female and homosexual community and uh, treat them with less respect than they deserve. Um, it, it, Is that a company be... line, or are you? Is that your own? No, that's their company line. I'm not. I'm not judging in any way. I love it. Um, it can be slightly more political than you might be used to, but in episode 18, which was their first Max Fun uh, episode, within the first, like, ten minutes, Brian talks about shoehorning his soft penis into somebody's butt. With, so, with a literal shoehorn? Like, with a literal shoehorn. Oh, I've so, got to get down on this podcast. Yeah, so, I that, highly right? recommend it. It's hosted by Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi, and it's it's very funny. Um, everybody, yeah. everybody needs to go listen to it and show it the same love that you showed us when we so recently joined the Maximum Fun Network. I promise, I, I really think you guys will like it. So make sure you check it out. Yeah, it's good. it's great, and just promise you don't you won't love them as much. Yeah, I promise you. Yeah, still love us, but love them, but mainly us. Yeah, love us more. I guess I would say. And them less, but and still the, some. But still some, but not much. Not as yeah. much as not. Don't like throw us over overboard like you did with the soap thing mm-hmm. when you describe when you decided you're gonna run wild like Hulkamania on the soap <laughs> concept and leave your old buddies Justin and Griffin without without and, and Travis and well, you're. Oh. I've never thought of you as like much of a soap guy. I feel like Griffin and I could be in the soap biz. I'm not sure you would. You can I've been a soap man we, since before you were born, Justin. If we get any bats in the soap, soap factory, I'll have you come by and debat the place. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Friend, my British friend is in her first year of med school in the U.S. and has recently decided that she can't maintain a long-distance relationship with her longtime boyfriend in the U.K. Problem is that he's already booked tickets to visit her over spring break, and he won't be able to get the money back. Oh, when is the right time for her to break up with him? Before, during, or after the visit? She's asking me for advice, and I'm at a loss when to tell her help. That's from Stumpton, Cincinnati. <laughs> well, you've indirectly come to the right place. 
<clears throat> man, there's so many issues here. Uh, first off, I can imagine like it's it was tough enough to maintain a relationship in med school when I lived in the same places as my now wife. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine trying to do that long distance. Yeah, with a fucking continental divide between you? There's no way. Yeah. Well, she, well, we're not telling her anything. She already doesn't know. With all the plate shifting and the, yeah. the tectonics? Uh, if you can't refund the ticket, you, you have to take, like, you should have known that this wouldn't have worked before you left. So this is your punishment Mm-hmm. For not ending it before then is you have to you have to try to keep it up. Really? No. Yeah, you do. That's, oh, you see, do. I, no, that is patently bad advice. I nah. disagree. I think nah, before you got to go before so that they come and then they have the opportunity of they flying to America. They don't have to hang out with you if they don't want to. Mm. So like they still come or they say like fuck it, I don't want to go because otherwise the other thing is if you do it during that's bad. If you do it after, you've just spent like a week with this person, super awkward and totally not into them at all. Oh God, you're right. God you, damn it. How much? How much? A ticket from the UK to the US is how many? How many euros? Uh, I think it's like depending on you know what uh, anywhere from six hundred to a thousand dollars. I think to get round trip. So like twenty euros. So like twenty like, to twenty five euros. Right, exactly. How I would pay a thousand dollars to not have to go through this. I'm yeah, saying, yeah. I think that I, I actually would, think that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, I would. Do you think that them. she should get the? Here's a question, Griff. Do you think she should get the checkbook out and maybe try and meet him halfway on this? That's thing? what I'm saying. It's worth to her a thousand dollars for her not to go through this. Oh, okay. So she should say like, "Hold on, let me cover that for you." Yeah, let me go ahead and get that tick and talk to you never. Oh, man, that's brutal. Uh, yeah, because if you tell him in advance enough, maybe he could sell it on Craigslist or something. Do they have Craigslist there? Of course they do. They have to. Sell it on Craigslist or something. They have, sell uh, it on Lord's Craigslist. <laughs> the Craigslist of Dabinshire. Um, Yeah, yeah, you're, you guys are right. I, I was in the wrong uh, at the beginning of this. Um, that you can't, you can't go through with this. Here's the thing: what you're trying, what you're probably trying to solve, person asking this question, is the like the good way to do it. There is no good way to do it. Mm. No, they're no, all and that's bad. That's the thing: is like you could contort yourself into something that you think is the most decent, right? Like it's probably the most decent to, depending on how long term this relationship is, it's probably the most decent to like end it face to face, right? But uh-huh. at the same time, you could kill yourself to try to make that happen but in the end it's still going to be the dude got dumped i mean he's not going to think got back dumped on the, in a foreign for- country while he's stuck with you with like no other mode of transportation or place to hang out or right. anywhere to go he can't be away from you right like and you yeah, are gonna tell him before he makes the trip you are yeah. going to permanently injure his opinion of america if you do that whenever he thinks of america he's going to think of the heartbreak and we don't need more bad Heartbreak in the heartlands. Mm-hmm. I want people to think of hamburgers and John Cena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Cena burgers. Like, if you tell him that he, he shouldn't come, then he really should, he shouldn't have any problem. I mean, like, isn't, basically, isn't a ticket to America, like, the most valuable thing you can get? Like, <laughs> there are people in Mexico that would kill for a ticket yeah, to America. right? Like, anything. It's like a fucking Willy Wonka golden ticket. Right. You come over here, we're going to get you set up. We're gonna take you to the Cineplex. 
and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna eat Cena burgers. I imagine Cena burgers come. It's two burgers that come in a pair of jorts, <laughs> like a Happy Meal, but instead of a of box, fr- the jorts are made of French fries. Sure, if we want to go there, they would lose. Yeah, they would lose the gene quality. <laughs> They're dyed blue. They're made of blue corn. Okay, blue corn French fries. I just want you guys to know that in my mind, as we've been talking about John Cena, I've been pronouncing it in my head as John Zena, and it makes me a lot happier. Okay. You can go uh, there. Sure, you can go down that. Yeah. Go down that blind alley. Um, uh, I feel like we've helped this person enough. Can we Can we jump to a Yahoo? Yeah, yeah. We helped him like a, a wicked lot. Uh, this one was sent in by Jacob Locker. Thank you, Jacob. It's by Yahoo Answers user Marcus, who asks, Is it true that the Olive Garden is for poor people? <laughs> My girlfriend said it was and didn't want us to go there last night. She's a rich girl and knows what fine food is, but we've never ever been, we've never even ever been in there before. So how does she know it is such a low quality place? (laughs) This is a sticky subject. Um, Yeah, Justin, didn't you sign an NDA when you stopped working at the Olive Garden? Yeah, as a former as a former uh, line chef at the Olive Garden, I, I think I might have to recuse myself from this question because I, I mean, I um, I I can't say anything negative about the OG. They, they born, you know, for a, an entire three and a half weeks, like that was my home. Can I just say that um, as somebody who shared a house with you while you were um, an OG line cook? Uh, Whenever you came home from that job, you kind of smelled like a poor person. <laughs> I did. I got soaked in what they uh, what was colloquially referred to as OG water, which was the. Never mind. I don't want to ruin the all. Tell me the OG water story today. <laughs> well, at the end of the night, the floor was coated in like squished garlic and noodles that had fallen to the ground. So you would have to get on your hands and knees and hose off the floor. And Why you would, did you have to get on your hands and knees to do it? Well, c- to get underneath the breadstick oven. Uh-huh. Uh, so you would spray the the floor off, and you would get kind of soaked in OG water. Oh, fuck. And your, your, uh, your whole clothes would sound like hobo, smell like hobo garlic. And Listen, it was a nightmare. I, I would say that if eating pounds and pounds of unlimited breadsticks and bottomless pasta pits is for poor people, I don't want to be rich. Amen. I did that gross thing that I just described, and you put a plate of chicken scampi in front of me, you better believe I'm going to town. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> going to hurt that bad boy. Something just going to carb up. <laughs> face the day. <laughs> Take a run. But mathematically speaking, though, the Olive Garden offers you infinite food for like 325 so yes i would say mathematically speaking it is indeed ideal for poor people right it's a pretty sweet scene for the poor folk it's it's for the people who are too uppity to eat the pasta at golden corral right exactly and and they they think too much of themselves to to uh to to get down on some uh, what do they have there like beef on a hook yeah. They don't want to eat the hook beef. No, you just gnaw on it with a bunch of people till you're done. <laughs> you <laughs> pulling up to the golden trough. You cover Carol, it. make me a spot on the beef hook. <laughs> you cover it with a nondescript gray sauce. <laughs> uh, Yahoo Put more user- gray sauce in the beef hook. <laughs> Yahoo Answers user Coconut Guy responded. Olive Garden are for all kinds of people. Everyone with all sorts of different incomes go there and dine to enjoy and just have a good time eating there. Hope, <laughs> hope that helps. 
Oh, it, it helps doesn't. tremendously. <laughs> That's so a big help. They go there, they dine to enjoy. Come. Nobody you know come who with. I bet eats at the, the Olive Garden? <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> I bet he's not too big. Not too he's proud. a man of the... Well, he's too big to fit through the door. They have to, like, feed him outside, but... He's he's a man of the people. I have uh, I got I got some of the people's pasta on the people's elbow. <laughs> I have a napkin. A few problems with this guy's response. Um, okay. The the most glaring of which being that I don't think anyone has ever gone to the Olive Garden to quote have a good time eating there. I think they go there because they want to make a pasta mistake. They want to, <laughs> or, or more more likely, it's the only place you can get your grandparents to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only place they love. You the Olive Gardens, you go there with them. <laughs> hey, Pap Pap and Gam Gam, remember the old country? This is basically like that. Let's go get in- endless breadsticks. Let's go eat pasta until we die. And then, but don't worry, because they have wine you can drink to forget the pasta pain. I, <laughs> anytime that I've ever gone to Olive Garden that hasn't been prompted by family, it's always been, I've always done carry out. Like, I don't want anybody to know. I'll slip in there in my jorts and, and a mask and just uh, <laughs> get a big bag of big bag of pasta and leave. The mental image. Like I still pay for it. It's not like a robbery. In it's my a pasta robbery. When you said mask, I imagined like a feathered masquerade mask. See, I pictured a luchadora <laughs> mask. I wish it was that dramatic. Uh no, it's just, you know, like a regular inside out William Shatner mask on okay. Halloween. Um, something for other kids. Keep things lively. But uh, I think that if you get to a point where you... I don't think any restaurant is like, oh, I'm not going to go there because it's only for poor people. Like, I, I think that's kind of despicable. And if I try to make those barriers for myself living in Huntington, West Virginia, I would not be able to eat out a lot. Which, <laughs> for, my, for the health spectrum, might not be the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But I think that... The important thing is just to know sort of where that restaurant fits in the in the world. Like sort of like what is the level of, you know, what is the level of food here? What is the level of quality you're mm-hmm. opening yourself up to? And and sort of like where does that, <laughs> what's where does the, that fit? What's the Zagat's on what's all the of that? What's the on this place? Did you yelp it? Did you yelp this OG? I would say this just as a last piece of advice. Um, I I do not necessarily daily crave the Olive Garden, but if I was dating a girl who, when I brought up the Olive Garden, said that's for poor people, <laughs> I would immediately dump her. Mm-hmm. It is not a good relationship you're in, sir. Not that, that restaurant. That's for the rabble. That's for the commoners. I'd rather go to Denny's. <laughs> I only eat at the Spaghetti Factory. Are there any restaurants, be honest, are there any restaurants that you guys won't go to because it's just too low quality? Nope. <laughs> the food's for poor people. <laughs> you know me too it. well to ask that. The answer yeah. is nope. I mean, In yeah. fact, if they have large quantities of food for very cheap, like, man, I'll go to CC's Pizza. I ain't above it. Uh, just to t- take things a little serious for a second, but not too serious, because we'll come out the other end. Uh, the last time that we all went to Golden Corral... Was the first, the first Christmas Eve after our mother passed away. We decided <laughs> that's the time we've got to get in there and not on the beef hook. That's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna turn us around. Well, on the problem was is we we were like we'll go out to dinner for Christmas and didn't think of the fact that it's fucking Christmas and everybody in their right mind is closed. 
like everybody's closed, so there's one place that's open. Motherfucking Golden Crow. <laughs> well, don't worry, guys, because it was the uh, it was the closest restaurant to the cemetery we had just visited. <laughs> oh, God, pretty good no. choice, Golden Corral. <laughs> How much does this restaurant cost to eat at? Everything. <laughs> Do you want to know the saddest part? We weren't the only ones there. Oh, uh, whatever. That, that beach was full of people. It was full of people getting their holiday nosh on. None of them were quite as in good spirits as us. <laughs> nobody but made eye contact. Nobody made eye contact. And they, but you could tell the holiday magic was there because a, a boy would come up to the beef fuck and a man would like scoot over a little bit. <laughs> come on, Junior. <laughs> Come on, this Get on in here. Wash your hands. I've already gotten through the pre-grizzle. <laughs> really tuck into the meat. All those boys over there, they just made a terrible life choice. <laughs> they, co- they probably could have made spaghetti at home or something. Just slorch your sauce and count your blessings. And do the squirt. Squirch. Do- <laughs> Oh man! I wonder if I wonder if Soapy Tears saw that depressing, depressing shit we were gonna do through. T- like it was so depressing that he that he knew back in the fifties that we were gonna, going to do it. He predicted the existence of Olive Garden thanks to our our depressing, terrible choices. That's the thing about being being in a depressing situation, guys. And remember this: most of the time, you could have avoided it, no matter what the depress. Like it's all you your fault. It's all your fault. You went to England, you, you know, you flew over from England and your girlfriend depressed you and you're walking around all sad like that one scene in Ernest Goes to Camp where he... Uh, He's crying in the window. Crying yeah. in the window. Yeah. Like, you you, you could have avoided it if you just asked her, like, are you feeling like you maybe want to break up with me? <laughs> just so I know before I purchase this very expensive non-refundable ticket. Right. We're good, right? Are we good? I feel like we're good. Well, that is our show. Uh... Thank you guys so much for for listening again. This has been what ninety five episodes, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, we better Holy figure shit. something out. Gotta do something big for our our hundo hundo episode. But seriously, no no BS. Thank you guys so much for for being with us. It, you're the most supportive, coolest, funniest community of people on the entire internet, and um, you you make every day worthwhile. Um, Thank you uh, for supporting Stack Soap, even though I think you might have overdone Thank it. Thank you bit. for creating the soap juggernaut. This soap, this new force in soap. Um, uh, something we don't talk about a lot. We got a Facebook group. If you search, go to Facebook, search for my brother, my brother, and me. Uh, you'll see thousands of people talking about the show, um, swapping pictures, goofy observations, zingers. Uh, that's that's all going on there. So so go join up to that group. And if you join, you have to be hand approved by me, Travis, or Griffin. Yeah. So you know that it's like so bask in it, bask in it, meaningful and special. Uh, also, it's it's coming up. It's that time of year. Uh, coming up is our maximumfun.org fun drive. Um, and once a year, uh, we're gonna put out some extra long episodes. Uh, give you a chance to help support all the Max Fun shows that you love. We're gonna be giving away, uh, you know, extra content, uh, some gifts and stuff if you donate. It's gonna be a good time. So make sure you check it out. I think that starts the twenty sixth, March twenty sixth. Yeah. yeah, 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 and then runs for for two weeks. So make sure to get on board and help support the shows that you love. If you don't want to wait for that, you can go to maxfunstore.com and we got t shirts there. Two different styles that you can buy. Uh, we got the uh, the blue, cool uh, sort of Hardy Boys Vertigo inspired. My brother, my brother, me T shirt, and there's a people's nasty gum shirt that, that you can get. 
Uh, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album, Putting the Days to Bed. Um, just go get just go get it. Go get go, it. I know we're telling you to buy a lot of things this week, but it's, it is imperative that you get that. Also, if you have some soap that you would like to hawk or uh, any other soap-related ideas, then you, too, can have a Jumbotron on the show and have us talk about your product or wish somebody, like, happy birthday or congratulations on something. Just go to MaximumFun.org uh, slash Jumbotron uh, and follow the steps there, and you can have a message on our show or any other Max Fun show. Uh, thank you to everybody tweeting about our show with the MBMBM hashtag, uh, Wiki1978, Elysium, uh, Wesker J, uh, Abigail McCauley, Angie Warhol, uh, Megan Keener, Deemer, Ross Butler, everybody. Uh, I, I really, Joe Martini, of course, Sport Burke, Heron Bird, uh, you're all the, the best, and, and we really appreciate you tweeting, tweeting it out, tweeting, tweeting this stuff out. So, um, if you want to tweet about the show with the MBMM hashtag, maybe throw a link to our, our sampler in there. It's bit.ly forward slash it's mobimbam. Uh, that's a great way to sort of spread the word about the show. This final Yahoo answer was sent in by Keith Marnock. Thank you, Keith. It's by Yahoo Answers user Jamie, who asks, What does an owl look like and why? <laughs> that's McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. It's been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. Score on the lips. Keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart, hey. Keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart, man. These girls are smart. Three stacks. These girls are smart. Play your part. <laughs> <laughs>